Standardized Patients Podcast. I am your host and person who's been out in a park for a very long time this afternoon, Katie Culligan. In this podcast, we dive into the who, what, why, and huh of this quirky industry that no one has ever heard of. So what is a standardized patient, you may ask? Well, a standardized patient is a person who gets paid to lie to doctors. (laughs) Nice. The voice you just heard with that definition is Emily Whitcomb. She is our guest today, and she has been an SP for nearly 10 years and has been a role player for even longer. She's worked with various public agencies and the U.S. Army and Air Force for a variety of mass casualty, crisis intervention, and mental health training scenarios. As a songwriter, she has performed throughout the Midwest, and her songs have been featured internationally in commercials, films, and theater productions. She enjoys teaching individual music lessons and workshops and is a member of the Minnesota Association of Songwriters. Welcome, Emily. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for that very nice intro. Appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. We're glad to have you here. It's always exciting to talk to someone who is in a different area from where we are today. Appreciate you being here. And I love that definition. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about how we kind of got connected. You got in touch with us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I found you through Instagram. It was a day I was doing SP work. And as you know, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. And I was waiting between scenarios and just on my phone and, you know, had SP stuff on the brain. So I was like, I wonder if there's standardized patient Instagram accounts or people that really identify with that. So I was looking that up on Instagram and found your podcast and followed you guys and then listened to your podcast a bit and then was like, I can insert myself into this. So I emailed you. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. And you're right. I Sometimes it's just so fun when you have some downtime and you're like, I wonder if this thing exists. I do that all the time. I'll be like, hmm, I'm going to go look this up. Well, I'm glad that you did, and I appreciate it. It was so fun to get that email. We love connecting with people from all over the country and the world, for that matter. The really cool thing about you and your email was that you were talking about how you're a singer-songwriter, along with a role player as standardized patient, and that you had this idea to maybe work on some sort of an SP jingle or a song about standardized patient work. And I was like, whoa, that's so fun, so creative. And it made me think immediately of another podcast that I don't think is happening anymore, but I love called Minor Adventures with Topher Grace. If anyone has not listened to it, there's some really fun ones. I'm just going to plug that podcast (laughs) because it's worth listening to. But what they do was Topher Grace, the actor who we know from that 70s show, was the host and they would have other kind of like celebrities come in and be the guest and then they would have a minor adventure meaning you know they would create a language together with linguists and they would do this all over the course of one podcast episode so they have this one episode with joseph gordon levitt where they created a jingle now it wasn't about standardized patient work thank goodness (laughs) yeah so at least uh, we have that corner of the market you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) under our fingertips 
<laughs> but they had, you know, like a professional jingle writer come in and then the two of them. It was just so fun to listen to. But that's immediately where my mind went when you were bringing up that topic. And I just thought that would be such a fun an interesting episode and so different from our other one. So first of all, thanks for being, you know, putting your two strengths and things together and also then kind of reaching out about it. Well, I'm um, excited and glad you're open to the idea. I know it's kind of random and unexpected for your podcast. That's already probably a very narrow subject <laughs> to narrow it even more. I'm really excited to go on a little creative adventure with you. Yeah. First of all, before we get into that part of it, I want to hear just a little bit about your experience as a standardized patient or simulated patient. And if there's been any big or meaningful moments that have happened to you, whether that's a really funny situation or something special that happened throughout your career as a standardized patient as of yet? I think I really got kind of that baptism by fire with standardized patient work. I ended up on my first day as an SP. I was assigned a role where I had to be in the ER and I was screaming my head off about some pain I was in. And, you know, most of the time, I think, at least where I work, a lot of the standardized patients will start off with something more like an ultrasound where you are just a body and you're just laying there and you don't really have to do anything. But um, they needed someone to do this role. And so my first day was just getting thrown into it and going like, hey, get in the patient gown, get in this bed that looks exactly like one you'd find at an ER and just start screaming your head off. And they did ask me to tone it down a bit. <laughs> so I think, I think that was maybe a little too much for them, but I, you know what, as actors, it's better to be too much so you can kind of pull it back than the other way around. So 100%. I, I think that's why they kept booking me for different roles. I think <laughs> one of my favorite roles I've done has been kind of the angsty teenager that doesn't really want to talk to the doctor and basically just doesn't feel like they can trust any adults. And so my favorite is just giving really sassy answers uh, to the questions, you know, like, how's school going? Fine. What do you do with your free time? Go to the library. <laughs> what do you do there? read books, you know, whatever, <laughs> just be really cagey and annoying and just try to get under their skin, you know, and hope that they can kind of catch the hints that like, maybe I'm not actually going to the library and reading books. And there might be some other things going on. That you're like just vague enough. Yes. Why, yes. why do you want to know? Do you ever pull that out? Like, what are you asking me for? Why do you want to know this? Yes, that's a good one as well, for sure. There, I think I've said every like sassy teenager phrase you could think of. Uh. Um, yeah. And it's, it's always interesting to see what the learner does because some of them try to relate. And I, I even had this one person once that when I was doing that role, they were like, I was just like you. I did all those things that you said. I even did more than that. Cause I think my character was, you know, doing some illicit activities and eventually the, um, the learner builds that rapport and gets that out of me. And so this learner decided to just be very, very transparent with their own history. And it was like a little bit of oversharing, which was interesting to talk yeah. about in the debrief. But then others are a lot more kind of deer in the headlights about it and mm -hmm. don't really know what 
to-doers say, and then others are very pragmatic and, you know, non-judgmental and all that good stuff. So I think that's one that I've done a lot. Mm. And so it kind of sticks with me. And it was fairly profound when the year finally came that they didn't allow me to do that role anymore because I aged out of it, you know. I still look yeah. wrong, but when I'm like double the age of a teenager, like I could see you playing that role still, honestly. Yeah. But I know what you mean. We have a guest who was on here and she is still playing, I believe, a role that everyone else her age and like me, I'm even younger than her, like aged out of like, but she still looks so young that like she just keeps getting that role. Nice. And at some point I was like, I guess I'm just like, I, I went like, bloop, just shot ahead to the next level up. They were like, eh, sorry, look, you don't look that age anymore. Sorry, lady. I have to ask though, that the first case you were talking about where you're screaming and they said you had to tone it down, two questions on that. Number one, did they ever book you for that role again? They did. After they had kind of given me some feedback of maybe not screaming so loudly that it disrupted other courses that were happening at the Uh Sim Center, I definitely like toned it down a little bit and was a little more able to play the role how they wanted. But then, yes, I was asked to do that role for several years. But yeah, I definitely did it more than just the one time. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. The other question I had about it was like, did they give you that feedback to tone it down after the encounter was over? And then, oh, hey, yes. Can you like, yeah, okay. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, like <laughs> no, no, they're really great about that. Especially when it's an SP's first day, there's mm. a little extra support and just like people knowing that, that that's happening. I think we were running it probably like six or eight times. And so it was just like after maybe the second one or something. I think they, I don't know why they wouldn't tell me after the first one, but maybe they thought I was just getting my screams out over the first one and I would <laughs> chill out for the second. I don't know. But yeah. Um, you're going to be yeah. like, she's going to lose her voice. Don't worry. <laughs> and then you're like, a, you're like a screaming baby. You're like, nope, I'm just going to go forever. Never lose yep, yep. Well, at least you took direction well. So they yes, like yes exactly. But yeah, you bring up a good point with like losing your voice and stuff. I don't think I've ever lost my voice, but just like the physical toll that certain roles take that you take on, it affects me physically more than I thought like a job would. Yeah. I've definitely gotten bruises from people trying to find my let's see kidneys and liver and stuff and like especially there was this one time I did it like it was like 12 times each half day I did it for like two and a half days and like by the sixth person I could be like nope I know exactly where my kidney is and you haven't found it because it doesn't like that like stabbing pain isn't there yet um Most recently, I had this one where I think it was a fire department was coming in to do some training, and they were they were told and they were supposed to switch to a mannequin after you know I collapsed or whatever was happening, and oh. probably every other one that did it would like start to pretend to kind of do CPR or a sternal rub on me, and like even though they were like knowing that they were going to switch to a mannequin. And probably like right after that, and that I was a real person that didn't need that, there was still some like firefighter, like 
muscles involved. And so <laughs> after that one, I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Ooh, that that is that a little scary. It's like, I hope they don't forget that the mannequin's right there. Like, don't. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. At what point do you break the character to be like, hey, uh, th- that way? Yeah. <laughs> right. Do this well, I, didn't, I didn't really have a choice with that one. Like this journal read like the scab. I'm like supposed to be unconscious. My eyes are closed and I'm slumped over. And then they start that. And I just immediately am like, Wah! <laughs> yeah so that one just mm-hmm. and then I just like crawled out the door to like yeah <laughs> let them be <laughs> like end scene but you guys can exactly. go. Yeah, scene exactly. for me. I'm gonna keep watching you yeah, uh, yeah that you know you, you mentioned the whole like knowing where the when they're doing the kidney thing and and all that and how it can be uncomfortable uh I always think about when I'm having like the medical maneuvers done as the standardized patient the the liver because there's mm-hmm. that whole idea of like, you know, if they hit it, you're just going to kind of feel a little queasy if they hit the bottom of that liver. And like when it does happen, it's like, you're like, yeah, that's not super comfortable. It's one of those things where you're like, I don't love this particular mm-hmm. medical maneuver. Or, of course, the Babinski reflex. I don't know if yes. you've done those yet. Oh, yeah. I am so ticklish. I hate the Babinski. There was a scenario I did where it sounded really great and probably to most people it would be because it was a massage therapy course so I'm just getting massaged while I'm talking about it was some communication-based thing but they're supposed to be like giving me a massage while I'm doing whatever the kind of learning point Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be a foot massage every time I did it I was like you like this cannot happen or else I'll like be kicking you in the face. I'm so ticklish. Like I can tickle myself. So we had to switch it to like a hand massage, which was fine. And like, it, you know, the, the fact that it was a foot had nothing to do with what the learning point was ah. for this course, thankfully, because I would not be able to handle <laughs> that. I don't think there was one time mm-hmm. I got tickled when they were doing the abdominal exam and I got the giggles and then the med student got the giggles and literally the preceptor had to come in and like tell us to like just take a break and come back because we could not get it together. And I felt so bad because it was, you know, kind of a serious thing and they're, you know, being watched and evaluated and it's this big like culmination of everything they've learned and we're just giggling away and like... Yeah, it was not good. So that's really funny. <laughs> I'm just envisioning that right now. That's now I have to tell listeners the Babinski reflex is a reflex that med students or doctors will do on the bottom of your foot. They essentially take a kind of a sharp edge of the reflex hammer and they circle it around like basically from your heel and then do kind of a hook shape all the way up to the other side of the foot on your toe. So it's testing for different things than the reflex, uh, typically for stroke, I believe. Yeah, um, or some neurological some well. issues. Yeah. yeah, it can get either very ticklish or I've had a, a very painful one of those or multiple ones too. So yeah, if they dig too hard, it's like, Oop. that's Babinski. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all of those. Those are It's yeah. always so fun to hear other people's experiences and the wealth of material, I'm telling you, the, the wealth of comedy in this job is just the richest. (laughs) There's always so many variables. So I think we can move on to our song portion of the podcast. I'm very excited about this. Me too. We will start our wheel of song and wheel of topics. Ooh. Ooh. Excellent. All right. Three, two, one, go. Ooh, training room and 
antics. Oh, look at that. It's confetti. <laughs> Amazing. I love That's that. That's even more exciting than I expected it to be, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so training room be. antics is our topic. Okay. It's our first topic here. And then tap to spin the wheel. Okay, so this is for our genre. All mm-hmm. right, so three, two, one, spin. <gasps> Rock. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we're doing... <laughs> So we got rock and we got training room antics. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Okay. So with training room antics, like what comes to mind? Just kind of free association. What do we think of? Okay. So I'm thinking laughter. Yes. Uh, That might be a little vague, but I'm thinking (laughs) eating. Oh, for sure. Pranks. Yes. How about sleeping? Mm-hmm. Uh, reading. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not antiques, but um, let's see. Gossip. I would say oh, there's a lot yes. of gossip that happens there. Gossip. Yes. Maybe even talking about med students, even though they're not supposed to. Oh yeah, that definitely happens. <laughs> <laughs> Arguments from time to time. For sure. And they do happen. They do happen. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, people being on their phones, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Grids or schedule? Yes, their schedules. Yeah. Last-minute changes. Oh, a lot yes. of times are brought up there. For sure. Last-minute changes. Also, trainings. I mean, we, we talk uh-huh. about trainings in, the, in those um, training rooms. Um, anything physically about the room that comes to mind? And you can think of like your own room that you're imagining or just like if you think there's some more general qualities to a training room. Okay. So I'm thinking tables. Yes. Couches, chairs. You get couches? So, we don't have some, couches. Some of the places I've worked at do have couches. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put that in the suggestion box. <laughs> As well you should. Let's see. Computers. Mm-hmm. Like desktop computers. Oh, for sure. Um, oh, yes. kitchenette. Kitchenette. What fancy oh. place do you work at? We have a vending <laughs> machine. Like you have to go through like two secure doors and down some stairs. But that's the closest we get. Bummer, man. Oh. Yeah, we at least at one of the places uh, I work at. There's a actually a couple. There's kitchenettes. Uh, so fridges. Fancy. Eggs. Coffee pots. Yeah, I was just gonna say, is there coffee? Nice. Yeah. We sometimes get coffee. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so necessary. I really it do. really is. It should Nothing be else. It should, it be, should be part of like the, you know, requirement gotcha. of the employer, I think. Windows? Again, you have windows? <laughs> some of the, not all of the places. Uh, overhead speakers. Okay. Whiteboards? Yes, whiteboards for sure. And maybe projectors? I think in mm-hmm. the training rooms. Can you tell me just like a general story, if you have anything, about something that's happened in a training room? Well, speaking of whiteboards, there's a whiteboard gag uh, that would happen. At, <laughs> that's, you, you looked at me like, what does that mean? Uh, yes, <laughs> that is I'm a so very confusing curious. thing that I just said. I, I am aware of that. At a certain school I've worked at a lot, there was always this running joke of like during a certain exam – there would be some sort of whiteboard prank or whiteboard gag was was what they called it. So that was always kind of like an impending prank that sometimes happened, sometimes didn't, depending on the uh, group that was there that day or for that exam. 
funny sort of stuff that we've written down is kind of forming in my mind you'd think the room is like kind of like where we get ready and like we're all like amped up getting a character or whatever but it's really more where the life happens kind of like the real Mm -hmm. stuff happens oh for um, sure right before we do all the simulated things that's so true yeah where yeah. we're not really lying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I talked about this in a previous episode, but there was a argument that I was joyously able to witness over mm-hmm. uh, two SPs about a chair, a stolen, if you will, chair when somebody wanted to keep that chair mm. and had to leave the room for a little while and then came back and another guy took his chair. <gasps> the scandal. Battle. But he knew that taking the chair was going to lead to an mm-hmm. argument. And it did. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Scandal indeed. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So I'm going to run a couple lines past you and feel free to add anything to it or, you know, say, nope, <laughs> if you're not feeling it. But uh, songwriting <laughs> is all about just kind of throwing stuff on a wall and seeing what sticks. Okay. So obviously when we talk about Simulation Center, Um, center kind of made me think of some rhymes. So I have, um, in the heart of the simulation center where dreams collide and minds enter. Do we like that? I love that. Kind of starting like, where are we? We're in the simulation center. When you said whiteboards, that really was like, yes, there's whiteboards everywhere. And, um, I don't know about where you work, but where I do, they have like whiteboard, like walls. So like the door to get in the room is a whiteboard. Whoa, no. We don't, but we don't have cool. kitchenettes or couches, but we do have a yeah. door <laughs> right on. So, <laughs> And when do you got that? You got everything you need. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Gather around the whiteboards with pranks and mischief in full accord. How about that? Do we like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full accord, cool. yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm impressed. Well, you're the one who gave me like all these ideas, so I appreciate your your help. Would it be horrible if I was just like, no, try again, try again? <laughs> you no, can, you know. <laughs> I will. I will let you know if I feel that that is necessary. But I do okay, not feel that okay. way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good, good, good. We could do something about coffee fueling us with coffee fueling our upcoming scenes. We're charged up, living our dreams, something like that. Mm-hmm. Is, is this the second time dreams is being used? And Ooh, is that an point. issue? Good point. I'm glad you caught that. So that's something in songwriting that you definitely like want to be aware of. I love how you're like pointing these things out. So yes, I, I like that. Maybe we could change that one where realities collide because it's kind of like reality and simulation are kind of. Ah, yeah, like, that makes sense. How would it sound? So in the heart of the simulation center where realities collide and minds enter. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm looking at our list of words here, and I really like the last minute changes too. So, okay, what do we think about this? Something like last minute changes won't stop our flow because flow is easy to rhyme with stuff um (laughs) (laughs) and something about we're ready to go okay yeah yeah we'll stand tall and be ready to go or what about uh this is from from uh our other our other producer here uh hospital gowns on we're ready to go Ooh, i like that yeah 
I can't take credit for. It. I had to tell Catherine. Perfect. Catherine to that to me. Perfect. Perfect. Well, in songwriting lands, um, there's a saying: you write a word, you get a third. So she'll get a third <laughs> of our, you know, royalties when this song's a hit. So this is going to be a hit. <laughs> it, for sure, it's like it may it might be a hit in a very small corner of the world, but it will be a hit. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is probably good, and then we need to kind of jump into our chorus. Okay. So, what do we think about? In this world of make-believe, learners prove what they'll achieve. In this world of make-believe, learners prove what they'll achieve. Mm-hmm. Or learners test what they'll achieve or something. I like prove because they are kind of proving it to themselves along with yeah. their preceptors and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Where we bond and hearts remember... Something, something, simulation center. Oh. Like, would that be a good ending line for our chorus? I think so. No, is, is center already used? It. You were so on top of like, oh, <laughs> we use it at the very beginning. Okay. But I think since it's so far away from it, okay. Um, okay. unless you have a better rhyme for remember, feel free to jump in. Well, I was I was initially thinking December. Oh yeah, that's I don't know if that I mean because I think of like exams happening around December. Oh sure, but I, I don't know if that's better. It just was what. Came it, to yeah. My mind oh, that's a good word too. Or we could even say something about kind of like the time period. I guess like where we bond and hearts remember from you know July to December, something like that. Like I don't know if it has to be July in particular, but. Yeah. SP side of things, and since we're talking about specifically the training room antics. Yes. And well, stuff. I actually have an idea. So sure, sure. where we yeah. bond and hearts remember, right? Where mm-hmm. we bond and hearts remember all the antics through December. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. So now I'm wondering, since as fun as it would be to spend hours and hours with you, <laughs> I think we actually kind of have enough for basically the whole song um because we can just kind of cut the first bit in half and have the first chunk be verse one and then we'll do the chorus and then verse two and then if we really want to be fancy we can put a bridge in there and that can be anything like a lot of times in songs that'll be where like a cool guitar solo is or a and I guess as a rock song it probably should have one but um Mm. I'm not that good at improving um (laughs) guitar solos on the spot so we probably won't have that sometimes it'll have just kind of a important point that you really want to drive home so what do you feel like essentially like the thesis of our song is well, we want to make sure it is about standardized patient antics, right? Mm-hmm. So do mm-hmm. we have standardized patients in there at all? Do I forget. <laughs> I've um, already forgotten the lyrics. <laughs> well, same. I'm like, that's why I'm like writing it down. But yes, as I'm looking through our lyrics, we do not actually say standardized patients anywhere. So we probably should say okay. that. That would be good. Yes. Yeah. Um, in like a rock kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we, exactly. We could just do that. Like standardized patients. <laughs> Should it be like a chant? Is like standardized patient. Standardized patient. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, sure. And then somebody's like simulated patient. Simulated patient. I'm d- I'm thinking heavy metal now, and I don't think that's the world we're going in. But <laughs> no, but we we can we can try. No, no, no. I don't. I don't know. We, <laughs> we want to have you know a little bit more melody. Ooh, what if we'd say something standardized patients 
the vital part of the show to teach the next generation something about like a healing glow or making us whole or something about a soul. A lot of things that can rhyme there. I like the like vital. That's that's a nice play on vitals, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Part of the about. Do we have world? The vital part of the world. Um, I don't think we have world. That that is a kind of a trigger word in songwriting, though, because there's basically only like one word that rhymes with it, and not, it doesn't really like world and girl. If you ever listen to a song oh. like that's trying to rhyme either of those words, it's usually with the other one. There's really right. not. I mean, obviously there's near rhymes, so you can do like other things and that's perfectly fine. But like pretty much world and girl are like the only two that. um... Yeah. So, okay. That's funny because I'm just thinking this is a story of a girl who cried of everyone around the whole world. Yeah. See? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) So we got, we got some more ideas from Catherine. So something where the hurry up and wait, like the line, but first we hurry up and go to the training room blank i'm trying to think of like the syllables here we hurry up and go to the train because this is the bridge right where the bridge right now yes so we wanted to keep it pretty short pretty simple i like i want to keep vital in there can you say what like so far standardized patient a vital as of right now we have a vital part of the show but first we hurry up and Oh, maybe we could just switch go around. Then that would rhyme. So if we do standardized patient, a vital part of the show. Uh, but first. To the training room we go. To the go. training room we go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. To the training room we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Teamwork is dream work, right? It <laughs> really is. Standardized patients, a vital part of the show. We just need to figure out how to get a little more syllables out of the next thing because we have yeah standardized patients a vital part of the show to the training room we go but first to but the training room we go oh i forgot about that part yeah or, or do we need of, more than that um vital part of the show but first to the training room no that could work that's okay. really good i'm glad you remembered that okay cool so we have a lovely poem here now but to make it a song we need some melody and some chords should we turn on our so when we think about adding um, our melody here, since we're trying to write a rock song, we're going to be using more of a rock chord progression. And so basically all you need to know about chord progressions is that they exist. And it's essentially in, in any key, there are going to be chords. And so, for example, if our key is C major, our first chord, like our number one chord, would be C. And then our chord that we call number two is like D minor. And third chord is E minor. Fourth is F. Fifth is G. Sixth is A minor. And seventh is B. So basically what that means is that in C major, or really any key that you're in, it's just going to go kind of alphabetically in the musical alphabet where we stop at G and go back to A. But you'll notice all the chords I mentioned were just C, D, E, F, G, A, B. In a general sense, your second and third chords and your sixth chords will be minor chords in general. 
And so when we think about chord progressions, we use those numbers, those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And there are certain common patterns in a lot of songs. And that's almost like why they are the genre. It is because they're using those same patterns. And so if you're doing like more of a blues song, you would use like a, a one, four, five combo. If you're doing more of a pop song, you'll hear a lot of like four or five at the end or things like that. So for our rock song, there's a few different options. So we can do either like six, four, one, five, or a one, six, two, five. But I'm trying to keep it super duper simple here. So the first one, the one, six, four, five. So we have a C, A minor, F, and G. That should sound kind of C, and then A minor, F, and G. And so these are really strong chords. You can kind of tell that they just have some power to them. There's other chords that are just going to sound a little more laid back, that kind of thing. But these are really like in your face, here we go kind of chords, which is kind of what rock is all about. So we're going to start our song with just the C, I think. So we'll probably do in the heart of the simulation center. And then I might change chords here. Where we have handwriting, where realities collide and minds enter. And then go to that F. We gather, gather around, gather around the whiteboards, gather around the whiteboards. Yeah, maybe like go up like that. Okay. The heart of the simulation center, where realities collide and, and minds enter. We gather around the whiteboards with mischief and pranks and full accord. So yeah, something like that. We gather, I don't know, do, do you feel like that sounds rocky enough for our um, simulation yeah, I think it's song? A, it's a really good like place because you could always like intensify it like a power ballad almost or like a rock power ballad is kind of the yeah the vibe i'm getting right now for sure ditto like i'd pull out like a lighter like my cell phone just like be doing this yes yes exactly and then we do our chorus and we'll get to that but i just want to make sure our second verse fits that same bit so with coffee fueling our upcoming scenes we're charged up living our dreams last minute changes won't stop our flow hospital gowns and we're ready to go Ooh, i like that Beautiful. Okay, so then we just have to pop in what we're doing for the chorus. So maybe if our last chord of this verse is our G here. Full chord. Hmm. Oh, yeah, what if we do... Let's try this. So maybe we'll try A minor, C, and then... F and then G. That might be kind of cool. In this world of make believe, learners prove what they'll achieve. Where we bond and hearts remember all the antics through December. 
Let me go back into our chorus. Coffee feeling upcoming scenes. I think that kind of works. Okay, and then we just have our bridge, right. which, let's see. We could try sneaking in a D minor though, maybe. Yeah. Standardized patience, vital part of the show. But first to the training room we go. Now's the part where I'll try to play the song, and it may or may not go well, but we we have the for bones yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, here we go. In the Hive Simulation Center, where realities collide and minds enter. Gather around the whiteboards with mischief and pranks and full accord. In this world of make believe, learners prove what they'll achieve. Where we bond and hearts remember all the antics through December. With coffee fueling our upcoming scenes, we're charged up, living our dreams. Last minute changes won't stop our flow. Hospital gowns on, we're ready to go. In this world of make believe learners prove what they'll achieve where we bond and hearts remember all the antics through December standardized patients vital part of the show but first to the training room we go Where we bond and hearts remember all the antics through December, through December. Clap, 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 applause, applause, uproarious, thunderous applause from the live audience of us and all of the sound that we'll put in of audiences clapping. Beautiful. <laughs> that was Perfect. great, Emily. Thank you so much. You can take this and run with it. You can mm -hmm. run to your local standardized patient training room and say, hey guys, have I got something <laughs> that you're going to want to hear? <laughs> yeah, also... for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you guys ever go on tour and I assume you have to go on tour to simulated like simulation centers um <laughs> yeah. and i'll open for you i'll be like the opening act i'll I play it. some songs about simulation <laughs> centers you'll do a live recording podcast show it'll be a hit there'll be, be a real hit yeah standing room only <laughs> because it will only be five people in the audience but it will be standing room only no just kidding we will yes. we will pack that crowd so i, I love it <laughs> hey if that ever happens we got it down. We got our tour. In the meantime, before that happens, you have a single coming out. And that uh, yes. is not this single that, you know, this could no. be a single, of course. But I heard talk that there might be a single being released in the relative future that will be found on all different platforms where one can find music, including your website. Is that correct? 
Yes. So the single coming out is called Looking for Sorry. And it's a song I wrote probably while I was going through some heartbreak or whatever. I wrote it a long time ago, but I just recently re-recorded it. I had just kind of an acoustic version of it that I recorded in, I think, 2015 oh. and wanted to revisit the song. And I had a really great producer who really brought it in a different new direction. And the whole kind of point of the song is sort of goes over you're kind of breaking up with someone and you're sort of telling them like, you know, if you're looking for me to be sad about this, I honestly, I'm not. And if you're looking for me to be crying, I'm not really doing that. And if you're looking for sorry, look, look at yourself. And it's a little bit of a, you know, blunt <laughs> song, the way that the producer and I collaborated on it. It's a little like ethereal sounding, which is kind of cool. I've never done a song like that before, but yeah, it'll be out this fall, I think. I've been procrastinating on putting it out because I feel like every time I think about putting it out, it's like too happy of a season for the song. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, I can't put it out like around Valentine's Day or like mm. it's Christmas or, you know, it's the yeah. summer. No one wants to like listen to a sad song. But I feel like yeah. fall is like a good totally. season for it. And yeah. so, yes, it will be on um, pretty much all major streaming platforms as well as my website. That's emilywhitcombmusic.com. And awesome. I'll be promoting it on my social media uh, at Extra Emily on Instagram and Emily Whitcomb Music on Facebook. If you want to follow me there, you'll be the first to hear about it. And mm. hopefully you can't relate to the song too much. But if you can, it's a great song to, you know, hopefully connect with. Yeah, that's really cool. I look forward to hearing that. So on Instagram, Extra Emily, on Facebook, Emily Whitcomb Music, and your website, emilywhitcombmusic.com. And we will link to all of those in our show notes. So if people want to click on that, can check it out and keep an eye out for the new single, among other things. So that is very, very cool. So I have one last question for you. And I just, this may be a yes or no question, but have you ever been able to sing in an encounter? Ooh, I've tried to. Every time they need to test the microphones, I always just sing. But I don't think I've actually sang. I have used being a singer or songwriter as like a fake career that I'm saying my character has just because it's something oh. I know really well and I can talk about it because sometimes I've learned the lesson. <laughs> if you say a career or a hobby that you're character you're kind of improving has if they ask any follow-up questions you better be ready for those answers and I remember one time I think I said I played basketball or something thinking they wouldn't ask about it at all or if they did I would be able to say you know yeah we had a game and it was great but they asked a really specific question and I had no idea how to answer it and I just said something like it's just the normal, you know, basketball <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, we have taken up so much of your time. We both appreciate so much of your skills and your talents and lending it to our podcast. So thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. We really, really, really appreciate, appreciate you having me tonight. So thank you. And I can't wait for everyone else to hear this new SP song and also, you know, the single that is coming out too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for everybody else, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Standardized Patients Podcast. Thanks to Randy Sharp for the use of our theme song, Mr. Garita. You can find their music at Art List. Thank you, as 
always to Catherine Bubalek for the behind-the-scenes work, audio, post-production, and our lovely cover art. That is our show. See you next time as we encounter more standards of standardized patient work. (laughs) 